Oh Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your wing in all its girth. Oh Lord, we magnify your wing. Oh Lord, we sing your meads praise, Prince of Peace, Ding of Dings, the Lord's Hog Almighty. <laughs> Our God, God is an awesome God, he's gay, and loves dog nuts, eat butts, and Rob Halford's come, our God is an awesome God. Woo! That's for the Lord above, sweet JC. Welcome to another exciting edition of Death Metal Dust. Man, it's a banger. Big show tonight. We are doing the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, me and Buddy are experts on Jesus. We both grew up Baptist. I got stuck in a Christian school where they made the entire school watch videos on the evils of heavy metal, all because of me in sixth grade. Me and Buddy both separately got in trouble for laughing during the Mel Gibson movie, Passion of the Christ, and... Separately in trouble for jerking off in church. Oh my god! Yeah, I got caught jacking, dude. <laughs> I got caught jacking too in the balcony. I had a secret spot in the balcony. <laughs> Take me away, a secret place, covered in paste. Yeah, in like the balcony of the church. <laughs> the fuck! It was a risky move because the sound guy was up there, but he wasn't yeah. paying attention. Oh, to he was. Shit. He didn't care. But they had. It was like a storage thing up there, and you could get in it. You couldn't go far. So I was like. A paper thin wall, two feet away from the sound guy, jack it off. Because <laughs> yeah. man, that snare sounds good. <laughs> it was really popping in there. The only time, yeah, if you're gonna do that, you gotta beat off to the drummer, which is all slow and shit, like in the fucking, the fucking lead church group. <laughs> but tonight, guys, here's the deal: we are going to cover the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, like we normally do, our hard hitting journalism. Same style. The only way that this could be done the right way is by the death metal boys. Jesus, he's the son of God. He's a carpenter. He came to earth, laid down his life to forgive you of your sins and suck you up into heaven when you pass away. He was born to a virgin mother. Yeah. Never been touched by anyone. God just put him in there. And he gang fucked by the three wise men, as we were led to believe, by this secular culture of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. They, they're wise. If you're a wise man, you pull out. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no way that the math adds up there. And Joseph, who didn't he have a dick? He's built like a kin doll. Yeah, he's weighing free. He can't shoot nuts. He never had another kid with Mary. You know what I mean? They never even had sex. I'm imagining after God puts one in there, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to go back the Lord bless to just regular people dick? When God puts one in you, you think it could just go back to a man's wing? What do you think God's fucking peace is like? You know what I mean? It's huge. I guess it's whatever you want it to be. It just like perfectly fills the hole. And he's omnipotent. Yeah, he just... he he's just po- He definitely is potent, I'll tell you that. He is put- able to look down at your <laughs> pussy and get a hologram of what the size is, and he's like, I can download this. I dick. can't, dude. Here's what's going to happen, is that when we put this out, people are going to search for like crucifixion or Jesus or Easter Sunday and this is what's going to pop up and they're going to they're going to be a little put off by you know the death metal dicks thing 
No, they might give it a listen, and then this is where they're going to go, oh, God, no! Yeah. I was trying to make it a little more serious, you know, but I can't help it. It's, it is serious, man. Yeah, very serious. This is people's souls at And state. so Jesus was perfect. He was a pious man, never did any wrong his entire life. Unfortunately, there's no factual historical text, so I had to turn to the Bible to do all my research. Yeah. Great, yep. great book. Reads well. It does. There's a thousand pages of things that are like let's, there's factual things and it's not bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And if we're going down this road and, and you and you guys are needing help, Here you message it. We're gonna we'll sing you a song and we'll ask you guys to get down on one knee and ask for forgiveness. And you know who forgive those sins for you? The sweet Jesus, the baby wrapped in. Sweet blankets stacked in a haystack with cows licking around titties. And you're going to watch a cat feed. A cat feed on a cow. A pig fuck another human being. And that's what Jesus' grace is like. He doesn't care except you whether you're a hog or a dog. He don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It don't matter if you're a hog or a dog. All right, guys. Here's what we got to do up top every single week. Death Metal Dicks. Number one death metal podcast, true crime podcast. What we do is we take horrendous, terrible, true crimes and compare them to our favorite death metal songs. This week, we're going to take the cold-blooded murder of Jesus Christ and compare it to Deicide's Was Upon the Cross. Pig pussy. Now, I can't give you the entire story of Jesus. I feel like everyone knows it. If you don't... Either congratulations for skipping it or, God damn, you're dumb. Those are the two options. You know what I mean? Maybe you grew up in some Buddhist household where you guys were talking about Gandhi, who literally had sex with kids and hated other races. Now, Jesus, he didn't do any of that shit. Gandhi did that shit. You know what I mean? So, who's cool now? You know? Yeah, He didn't lose. He's not like me where he just is losing his life to the bottle. (laughs) Dude, you'd stop drinking. I did an interview earlier, and Buddy has literally drank three-fourths of a bottle of Forty Creek. Now, I suggest that you all tune into YouTube, especially now we got a green screen, a professional camera that focuses in and focuses out. But look at that. That is where the bottle's at. And I've had this much of it, and Buddy's had this much of it. So if you are only listening to the podcast, I can describe it as... It's past the second label on the 40 Creek bottle. I'm doing a test of faith. And I'm just going to move it over here because I have to ride home in a car with Buddy later. <laughs> I'm doing a test of faith, brother. <laughs> yeah? You doing a fucking trust fall in Jesus' arms tonight when yeah. you had too much whiskey? No, I haven't had too much. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> no, you're not. No matter where you move it, I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you doubting-ass Thomas. <laughs> I'm going to keep you from that shit. All right, so I can't give you Jesus' whole life. I'm going to give you the entire week leading up to his murder and the subsequent aftermath. Jesus Christ was traveling the lands, performing miracles. He was breaking bread, turning it into thousands of loaves, fucking refilling fish like a motherfucker, turning water into wine, eating pussy. You know what I mean? He was out there. Yeah, but he would just point and you would come. That was his move. He was the gas master. That's what they called him. Jesus Gas Master Christ. That's his full name. He just made you gas one. Just fucking skew. Ow! Also, the birth of rap came from the gas master, man. Yeah, the gas master was for sure the first rapper of all time. Definitely Jesus rapped first. He got 12 dudes that were definitely not gay to follow him around. 
And uh, he rapped at them all the time. He'd say they would sit down. There'd be a bunch of kids around, and he'd be like, "Check it out, son. This is what the biz. I'm a point at you, and then you jizz. This is the way that Jesus does it. I fucks you, and then your cousin. Now I'm pure of heart and flesh. When I come, it don't make a mess." <laughs> And then, you know, like here's the and thing. And it was that I hate yeah. that rap. I hate that type of rap. Like the listen up, I got a tale for you. One real funky motherfucking Jew from the land of Nazareth. He's gonna come down and make you jizz. One point from his finger. Your cum is gonna linger. Cause there ain't no fucking soap in the land Jews. Ain't no hope. Damn. Hey, <laughs> but you know what, man? Listen, he, he did that because he knew that we would grow because, you know, we're all embodiments of Jesus. Yeah. And when you're an embodiment of Jesus, sure. you're able to, like, what happens is rap has gotten better. Do you think Jay-Z did that shit by himself, or do you think that was through God's hand? Oh, it was definitely God's hand. You think Nas? Come here tonight, man. They had this battle, and they thought, well, at the end of it, man, they're good buddies now, I think. And what they're doing is they've got tons of hoes. Yeah, tons of hoes. Or are you pointing up to Jesus just now? Yeah, I'm trying to make you talk louder, man. That's I just all. did it. So, here's the deal. He's been rolling around performing miracles. He's getting a motherfucking name. Because nobody would come through an old town wearing sandals and a robe and heal lepers. You know, leper, it's a, your body's falling apart. You got some fucked up disease where, like, your tits and ears fall off. And Jesus would just come through and nobody would touch a leper because they're fucking gross. Would you touch one? Fuck no. Disgusting. Jesus would put his hand on them, and they'd be totally healed. I've touched a urinal cake before. I don't really... You did. You did touch a <laughs> urinal cake. We were actually in a bathroom, a public truck stop. A loves. Which I think is the highest volume of piss into a toilet. Period. A loves. A loves on Interstate 40. A buddy... The cool guy that he is just snagged up a urinal cake and started fucking walking around with it. A trucker opened the door and just looked at him holding the urinal cake and backed the fuck up. Backed the fuck up. You think about grossing a trucker out. This guy drives a truck for a living and he got sicked out by Buddy. I started squeezing it between my fingers. Oh, man. And our buddy Mark was like, you know, what? The worst person that's ever lived, for sure. Jesus is the best and you're the worst. That's the fucking spectrum. You're Jesus or your buddy. That's the fucking full shoot. If you start at the top of the slide, you're Jesus Christ. You're great. You're helping people out. You're turning water into wine. You're making parties cool. You're feeding people fish and bread and you're taking care of the sick. And then you slide down to the bottom of the slide and you're. Creeping out truckers by squeezing fucking urinal cakes in a Love's truck stop on I-40 for no fucking reason. <laughs> That's a Alabama fortune cookie. God, I was dude, trying to find them. I was trying to find a right. message from the Lord. In sure, the middle of yeah, it. of course, right. Yeah, Sometimes you got to go through the hard to get to the, the urinal good. cake. Yeah, definitely. You got to go through the hard to get to the good, brother. You know that there's a fetish where people eat urinal cakes. Reltney. Reltney. Oh, That's God, right. Correct. Yeah. Reltneys. They eat urinal cakes and come from that. I would love to come from that. I wish I could. I could only come from intercourse, unfortunately. Yeah, like a normal person. <laughs> Being normal sucks, man. I want to fuck a urinal cake. All right, anyway, back to Jesus. While he's making his way through the entire town, he's got a whole mythos around him. Now, he travels around. He preaches. He gives sermons. Here's the thing, man. It's like, let's say Jesus is 100% the son of God. He is. When he tells you that. I have faith in that. When someone tells you that, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a reaction you have, which is, no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you hear that, especially if you're like getting paid money to be a preacher or a priest, 
You've got a whole religion that you've based your entire life around. It's like the the Gracie in action jujitsu tapes, yeah. where they would have the open door challenge in like way before the UFC in like the eighties. They had this family that basically they didn't invent jujitsu, but this is where Brazilian jujitsu, which turned into the UFC, came from. This family had like a ten thousand dollar open challenge where if you came to their gym in Brazil and beat one of them in a fight, they would give you ten thousand cash, and they really would. It's just the only thing is that nobody did jujitsu and kung fu whack karate whack taekwondo whack kickboxing with nothing else whack you cannot fight somebody that can strangle you can't and you have no idea what's happening so the gracies just filmed all these matches and released them on video which is what led to the ufc and then just talked heaps of shit about every single person like and the kung fu expert enters the ground with hoist hoist easily takes his back Sinks a choke in and gets the tap out. The gung fu expert does not realize he has wasted his entire life learning this fake martial art. And he wants to try to fight again. But notice again within 30 seconds, hoist on his back one more time and once again receives the tap out. Until you run into yellow bamboo and then you figure out what really... But that is basically what these church folk felt like. They had been doing this one thing. They had their religion set in their beliefs like any other religious person you would meet with their faith today. And then Jesus comes along and rocks the fucking foundation. You know, he's like uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. You're not ready for that. When you see it, you just get wet. You get hard. The tits pop out. You start fucking like it's a Ohio summer. You know what I mean? You're having sex and there's just corn growing all around you. You're having a great time. So, Jesus Christ coming to town, good-looking motherfucker, man. Jesus good-looking-ass dude, yeah. telling you he's the son of God. You get swept up in the hype, and then people that aren't involved in the hype, they're pissed off. That's how everything works today. It's like we put out a podcast, and people that don't like us know that we're doing great, and they just sit at home like, but I don't like that, because those guys are just big, wedgie-giving booties, and it's not any good. It's the same yeah. thing with Jesus. You just methodically hate on somebody because you don't know them on a personal level. You just know that it's not true from Jump Street. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Jesus is having a hard time with religious people, but gaining great following because people are watching him perform miracles. They're seeing it with their own eyes, which puts a lot of precedent for Jesus. So he's hyped up. So when he's going to come to the holy city, Jerusalem, it's a big fucking deal because this is where all the the big wigs of the church are. All the priests, all the scribes, all the uh, government within the religion, it's all located in Jerusalem. So he is making his way to Jerusalem to go preach there. He's going to teach in the temple, and he's going to show this religious group what JC is all about, which mm-hmm. is healing the sick, making water wine, eating ass, and they're not ready for it. They're pissed as hell. Though on the way there, one of his homies, Lazarus, has died. You know what I'm saying? So he gets word. He goes to Lazarus' house. Now he's got a history with Lazarus' sister, Mary, not his mom, but the prostitute. Mary Magdalene, she was a whore. I mean, literally. She had sex with men for money. And so Jesus shows up, just gets on his knees and washes her motherfucking feet. You know what I mean? Scrubs them. Which is like a big move back in the day because people didn't have shoes. So if they were going to come into your house, you didn't want their gross fucking Jerusalem filth-covered feet rubbing all over your dirt floor. Mm. So you would take them aside and wash those things down. Especially old dick sucking Mary you know what I'm saying like she had probably a gallon of cum on her feet so some people like 
the feet, though. People love fucking feet, man. I've never, you know, but you know what's a good move? What's that? Uh, is if you're chowing. Yeah. And they fucking jack you off with their feet. That's a great time. I don't like that. Why? It's weird. So you're gay. It's, no. <laughs> I gotta Does think your of, mom know? I gotta think about toenails. My mom, oh. my mom wants me to be gay. Yeah, of course she does. She so wants, I could go shopping at Mossy She Oak just wants her. anything, like anything that your mom could have. I hope her, like Oprah to told me this. I've been over the edge ever since. Hacksaw Jim Dugan. That's my mom, guys. I don't know if you know she that. She looks, yeah, we've said it a lot, but your mom literally, people don't understand, she's top heavy. And not like big tits. Can we get in trouble if we look up a picture of my mom on arrest records? I mean, it's public information. Nah, dude, pull it up. Yeah, dude, this is the thing about a green screen. You got to tune into YouTube because we're about to take a peek at Buddy's mama's mole. We're gonna we're gonna compare it to Hexall Jim. Yeah, this is perfect. So anyway, while you're doing that, Ginger Tea Garden. Well, Buddy just said his mom's name on a giant fucking podcast. That's cool. <laughs> The health benefits of ginger tea. Uh, My mom won't care. She'll be like, I'm famous. Yeah, I'm not Somebody bullied somebody in, told uh, me. Arrest record? No, just type in uh, mugshot. Mugshot, yeah. yeah. right? Yes. No, it's with a T, dude. T guard. <laughs> I like how muffler came up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, podcast. We're uh, now engrossed in having no, a No, mugshot's screen. one word, dog. And then you got to go to images. Yeah, and then I think it's, yeah. Something said something about horny I saw uh, over there. Anyway, so we're looking up a picture of Buddy's mom. This is why you got to tune into YouTube now because we have a fucking green screen. We're going to take images. a look. We're going to take a look at Buddy's mom on the green screen. I hate to. I feel like Joe Rogan right now. He's like, oh, you got to check. That's a God damn it. No, this is stupid. All right. So, hey, listen, Jesus Christ. Keep scrolling. Here's his friend Lazarus died. He goes to the house. Mary's a prostitute. He bends down and washes her feet, which is a big deal. And now you got to think that Jesus Christ has got 12 disciples that are rolling around with him. These are 12 grown-ass men that are following Jesus around based upon his teachings. I mean, they're holy dudes. They're basically pious guys. Some of them were kind of shitbags. I'm not going to get into the whole story of, like, Paul and how he was a blasphemer and a fisherman and kind of a wild boy. And then Jesus came around and saved him. They've all got stories. They're basically a bunch of, like, drug addicts and shit like that. And he has them all rolling around with him. 12 dudes, definitely not gay. And so when he does things, all of them take notice. Now, obviously the books of the Bible, the gospels and the new Testament, they're all written, you know, Paul, Mark, Peter, John, they're all falling in line. They all write their account of what happened when they hung out with Jesus. So the disciples play a big role in continuing Jesus's legacy. So when he does shit, they take note of the shit that he does Write it down and then transcribe it to the Bible. So all the things you read are allegedly through their eyes, the people who are there watching. So it's like supposedly as basically a secondhand story every time, even though we know when the Bible was actually made, Jesus washes her feet and the disciples are like, yo, Jesus, what are you doing? Why are you down on your knees washing this prostitute's feet? Don't you think you're better than that? Jesus is like, no, prostitutes are my people. Everyone's turned them away. But Jesus is here to give everybody hope. Jesus is for everybody. And so she shows him that. Then she goes to Lazarus. Lazarus. She rubs Lazarus with ointment. And then Judas, who carries the money around for the squad, complains about her rubbing Lazarus, who's already dead, 
with this ointment. He says it's expensive. You could have given the money to the poor. And what he means by give the money to the poor is she could have given it to the squad and they could have given it to the poor. But Judas, of course, is a traitor and he wanted the money for himself. So Lazarus is dead. He's been dead for almost an entire day. Jesus goes in there, does his thing and brings Lazarus back from the fucking dead. Insane. People are blown away, obviously, because Jesus performed the greatest miracle of all time, brought a man back from death. And that cements that he is the baddest motherfucker that's ever lived before. And the apostles are going crazy. Mary's going crazy. World is, word is traveling to Jerusalem. He's like 20 minutes away from Jerusalem right now. And everyone's like, holy shit, this dude is the real deal. All these people are saying that he brought Lazarus back from the dead. And he's got Lazarus with him to prove it. Now, of course, maybe he didn't die. And the proof could be that they came up with this whole thing. And Lazarus is just playing along and saying, yeah, I was dead. He was alive the whole time. Who knows the actual truth, but going with the story, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to pretend for sure that all this shit happened. Jesus is now a man who brought someone back from the dead. So the priests are pissed off about this. So when he gets to town, he gets a huge reception. He rides into town on a colt. People praise Jesus. Everyone is hyped. They're going to go to the temple. They're going to take his class. The Pharisees get mad as fuck. Tells everyone in attendance to (laughs) shut up or they're going to hell. Jesus tells the disciples, don't worry about it. And eventually it gets to such a boiling point where the priests are having basically the holy police escort them out of town. On the way out of town, Jesus tells his disciples that Jerusalem is going to be utterly destroyed. And then Jesus goes back the next day to start teaching in the temple. Now, on the way back to Jerusalem, Jesus notices a fig tree. He's hungry as hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Approaches the fig tree. No fruit on it. Bullshit. So he just like makes it come. No, no. What Jesus does is he looks at the tree and he says, you'll never bear fruit again. Keeps it moving. Kind of like you do with that fucking whiskey bottle. Yeah. You don't need any more fruit. You're all fruited out. You're all figged up. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Jesus gets to the temple where he's going to teach his class. And he notices this circus going on. He's like, what is this shit? And he sees that it's time for the yearly tribute to the church. And they've got these money changers. What a money changer is, it's like if you go to Dave and Buster's or Chuck E. Cheese and you put your money, you put your cash into the machine, it gives you tokens back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A money changer in the temple, you have to pay a yearly tribute to the temple. And you need a half shekel to do it with. And the only way to get the half shekel is to give these money changers money. And now the money changers could be corrupt. You know, they could be keeping the cash. The church could be tucking away extra cash on the side. And they make people that are too poor to get a half shekel by a dove to offer as a sacrifice to the church. So some people's money that is intended solely for food, they're barely scraping by, they have to spend that food money on a dove to offer as a sacrifice to the church. Well, God's son is in the building and he's not with that shit. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah. God helps those who help themselves. So you can't be buying a fucking dove with your life savings. You got to eat. You got to feed your kids. Jesus is mad as shit. He gets in there. He smashes the fucking temple. I'm talking Jesus. Pious man flips the table over, starts smacking a whip around, slaps the shit out of a priest or two, screams at the top of his lungs. My house is a house of prayer, but you've made it into a den of thieves. And then in the back, it's bam, bam. 
Now, Bound. It's just oh, one of those days where you don't want to wake up. All these Jew priests are fucking corrupt. You don't really know why, but you want to fry. The house of the holy. No human contract. You pay too much for doves. Suck on my nutsack. <laughs> and then he just wrecks shop, dude. Jesus fucks it up. And of course, that drives the priests crazy. But they can't do anything because the crowd is loving it. Breaking up the corruption. They start shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, which I think is like a Heil Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a Hosanna. I got a feeling that's one of those fucking moves you're not supposed to do. Uh, shouts to Watain for getting busted on that this week. I don't want to go down the same road, but you get the uh, Hosanna. We'll say it's like this. Hosanna to the son of David. <laughs> when the, hun- the son of David implies. Now, David is the most prolific king in the history of Israel. You know what I mean? He's a direct descendant of Abraham. He was a powerful king in Israel. And Jesus is related to him, but he's not his son. What they're implying is that he is the son of God. He's the son of the number one king in uh, Israel's history. It's like if another great rapper came along and he wasn't actually Jay-Z's son, but Jay-Z was like, yo, y'all, that's my son right here. He's going to swear it's my son. You know what I'm saying? It's Jay-Z's son right here. He's going to give it to you. That's what it's like. They're blown away. And the priests are pissed. Of course, because they already hate Jesus. Jesus just broke up their money scam, and now they order Jesus to make them stop. The priests say, Jesus, you're blaspheming right now. It's against the law. you got to stop. Jesus says, I can't make them stop. These people are fulfilling a prophecy. You know what I mean? Fulfilling it. Fulfilling a prophecy. I bet he fulfilled the shit out of some prophecies. Now, he doesn't stay in town that night. He heads back to Mary's house where he came from. On the way out of town, the same day, the disciples see the fig tree that Jesus said you will never bore fruit again. The tree is dead. There's no life on it. No leaves. It's dried up like it's been dead for 10 years. Now, Jesus is hiding out outside of town to kind of lay low and avoid the priests. Uh, This dude, Philip, has got some clout. And he likes what Jesus has got going on. Tons of money. Rich guy. Influential guy. He wants to see if they could come see Jesus. And Jesus gets word of this. And he gets hyped. You know what I'm saying? He's like, this is the time. It's time to get glorified. The time has come for our squad to get some glorification. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, God's voice from heaven calls down and says, Now is the time for judgment of the world. God has and will glorify his name. And Satan, the prince of this world, will be cast out. And Jesus blows a huge nut because God just talked. You that know, sounds like a mosh call, dude. Yeah. Oh, that is. Yeah, definitely. It's like a New give York hardcore. Dun, dun. Give me like a feed. Give me okay. like a feedback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You already know what's up. Jump, jump. God has and will glorify His name. Jump, jump. He states now is the judgment of the world. Jump, jump, jump. And Satan, let's take Satan, prince of this world, and cast him. Out! God, we're fucking gay. Jesus hides. The whole night doesn't get into it with anybody. That's the end of Saturday. And Sunday, April 2nd, Jerusalem's main temple. All the chief priests, scribes, and elders confront Jesus. They challenge his story. They challenge his authority. And this whole interrogation between Jesus and them lasts about eight hours. Basically, they say... Jesus, you're saying you're the son of God. To me, that sounds like bullshit. Jesus is like, nah, son, listen to this. I came from God into Mary, virgin style. They never fucked. She was there. I came out 
I was a carpenter for a while. Now I'm doing this shit, saving people. Watch me do it. See, see this blind motherfucker over here. I'm gonna put some sight into him, and he does. And they're like, ah, that's cool, but we could do that too. He's like, well, let me see that shit. They can't do it. You know what I mean? So I'm mad, arguing back and forth. And Jesus isn't ever flex on somebody. You know, he's yeah, not yeah. like he's not like no, I'm God's son. He just kind of like calmly explains things, which is always the right way to do it. You know, it's like when we would bounce at a club. Yeah. You know, and people that couldn't fight, like swole up guys, military guys, whatever. They would try to intimidate you and be like, what's up, motherfucker? I'm going to fuck you up and put my fucking hands on you, kick your fucking ass. And then we would just be like, okay. Yeah. All right, man, go ahead. You know, what? You, you can. All right. You know, keeping it calm. And that stresses people out even more because that's confidence. It's the truth. It's a fact. Nothing makes you feel like a dumbass when you scream and somebody's yeah, talking. You know? It's calm. Yeah. And just and that's how it's going down. They're losing their mind and Jesus is just Jesus. And so they let Jesus leave. They're starting to get a plan in action, though. That, Except we kicked their ass. Oh, yeah. We kicked their fucking ass. There's yeah, a Jesus difference. didn't kick anybody. There's a difference yes, in this correct. story. You're right. But it, the, I'm just talking about the, <laughs> the, the confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they go out. Um, they leave to the Mount of Olives. And that is w- kind of where their like Last Supper situation is going to be. It's a retreat, a place for him and his disciples to be in solitude because Jesus wants to spend his last time on earth with them. He's kind of telling them how things are going to be, basically predicting the future to them. You know, he they're going to have their Last Supper. He's going to tell everybody exactly what's going to happen, which, of course, cements everything is because when, like, you know everything that's going to happen, and then you're in the moment, and everything that this man predicted is happening the way he predicted it. You know, there's nothing left to doubt. Not that you're going to doubt it anyway, but it's like after like the third time, you're not like, yo, this shit is crazy. Is it really happening? You're just like, yes, this is the way it is. I can't control what's going to happen next. So they're all comfortable with accepting their fate. You know what I mean? Because Jesus set it up that way. So now they all know that Jesus is going to die Wraps it all out for him. He tells them that Jerusalem's temple will be destroyed. And then he tells them that although all these terrible things are going to happen to him, he's going to die. He's going to come back and cleanse the world of all the bullshit. Like an Acacia Strain album. You know, just like really bad chug-a-lugs and the world is shit over and over again. Something really make you buy some fucking Air Maxes. Yeah, right, correct. Yeah, like a 90s uh, Jeremiah Chandler type of Air Max situation. You know what I mean? Shout out Jeremiah Chandler. He's a... That guy's got like... the shoes that were cool on the B9 board. Oh, I believe He's it. still rocking them. He called me Dr. Lloyd. Yeah, you're a doctor, though. I am. That's fair. You know the facts. You oh, know the man. information. Yeah, you went dude. to school. You're yeah. well-educated. I am. Uh, yeah, for sure. I backed that all up. Uh, so Jesus, you know, and he's also explaining how he's the son of man. What's going to happen is he's going to die. But at the same time, this is just his flesh version. He's a part of God. He's not like, like my son, cool-ass dude. He's not also me. He just was my cum. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, my cum mixed with my wife's eggs, and then he grew out of that, and now he's his own person. Jesus never was nut. He just is a part of God. And yeah. that's hard to understand, you know? Yeah. But, like, they're the you, same person. It's faith. So he's down here. Yeah, right. Everything's faith. And faith. So he's down here, and when he dies, he's just going to go back to, you know, what it was. Like an ethereal spiritual being that's beautiful in the skies yeah and on earth though his legacy will continue through the disciples and he calls himself the son of man now disciples are told by an outside source that during passover the religious nerds of the great 
Sandarin, which is the squad, they all hate Jesus. They meet at a palace of Caiaphas, who is the high priest. They meet to discuss how to have Jesus killed. And their plan is to do it by trickery. Now, Jesus has another plan. He travels to stay with Simon the leper so he can cure him. Brings the disciples along. The disciples are the woman anoints Jesus with ointment. And you know they hate that shit because I told you about the Lazarus thing. Ointment is a high dollar item back yeah. then. They're like, yo, yo, don't waste your ointment on Jesus. Instead, sell it and give the money to the poor. And Jesus just like, imagine being covered in Neosporin back then. Yeah, ointment sounds so gross. Like, that's yeah. what ointment is, right? It's not like a cologne or a fucking uh, a tiger balm. Or, yeah, it's yeah. just a thick vaseline situation it's like uh you know whenever you get like bad foot fungus i got the spray yeah, yeah right or when you get it real bad they give you, you gotta the get cream. the cream yeah it's the cream and then you get your fucking tough whacked and tenacted <laughs> <laughs> they just jack him off oh my asleep. god so yeah they anoint jesus with ointment yeah she probably just gave him a hand job you know what i mean it's a lubrication scenario like a thick ky the old school ky in the tube and the disciples of course like hey spend your money on something else. jesus is like hey guys shut the fuck up all right she's doing a good thing she's anointing me for burial Damn. Yeah. Like they knew. They, I mean, he already told them, and he's just cementing it in. Now, Judas is the one who set Jesus up. We all know this. If you don't know the story, Judas is the guy. He's the one that holds the money for the squad. He's always complaining about spending because he steals money. He sells Jesus to the chief of priests for 30 pieces of silver, which is about $10,000 in today's money. Yeah, and if you like listen to the last episode about weird-ass vampires, Judas is the first vampire. So I've heard that ridiculous theory. <laughs> <laughs> just watch, uh, just watch uh, Dracula two thousand, brother. Oh yeah, definitely watch that. What a great movie with fucking. There's the a cool, soundtrack. Yeah, Slayer's like the only good band. Do they? What do they do? Bloodline. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! What a stupid fucking movie. In my bung, you'll see. What a stupid fucking song, too, man. That is the new. That's like the new metal song they put out. Yeah, no, dude, they put out a couple of new they metal did, albums. Yeah. Let's be real, dude. Slayer had some stinks, dude. Tom Mariah raps. Slayer had some real shit ass hey, albums. That one song that was the worst song on that album. The rest of that shit, I don't care. Yeah, what that album's pretty good. But the, what's the fucking one before that? That's just a full. Uh, uh, God damn it, man! In music of Diablos, yeah, what a fucking yeah, horrible that's the record, dude. Slayer's my favorite. And people band. will argue about, it. yeah, that shit so, sucks. you can. That's a shit fucking record, dude. Every sometimes you miss, you take a swing and you miss, yeah, okay. and that stinks. You know, that's that's okay. a bad record. That's enough to make me just not like Slayer. Get the fuck out! Of here. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's you can't do that. Stinking ass record. Just listen to Altar of Sacrifice. You ready? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Just crack me a. I can't listen to it without a beer in my hand, though. You know what I mean? Oh, you could. You, I, you could. You <laughs> can chug the shittiest beers. Satan, Satan. Oh man, I'm getting hot yeah. for a cold. <laughs> so now, Pass me that Forty Creek. They no, they have the Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not going to give you any more whiskey, dude. You're fucking sloshed. Like, you are out of control. And I know if I feed you more liquor and I drive you home, you're going to be a fucking asshole in the car. Well, the way. No, no, net. You're not we'll save your, that for next week. No, you're shut not up. putting your faith in the Lord right now, you yeah, piece of fuck. You're right. You're right. That's a fair point. So the Last Supper, the disciples and Jesus break bread. They all sit down. Jesus begins to tell all the disciples their individual future. And they totally believe everything that he says at this point. They already did, but they've seen his plans come to fruition. They saw the fig tree. They know what time it is. He tells them the wine they drink is his blood. He is the vine. When you 
have a Last Supper celebration. I'm sure you guys have all had it in church, especially if you're Catholic, the little wafer and the wine, or if you're Baptist, the little cracker and the grape juice. Yeah. You don't get wine in a Baptist church, you fucking alcoholic, disgusting slob Catholics. But you'll drink gravy. Yeah, for sure. Way better for you than wine. Now, his flesh is the bread, blood is the wine, so they're drunk. That's what I'm trying to say. They've been drinking. And Peter is passionate. You know, he's like, Jesus, I'm Peter. I'm hard. When people come, I'm going to put my hands on them. No one's going to take you away. I'm ready to rock. And Jesus is like, Peter, you are a passionate man. And I've not had sex with you because for sure none of us are gay. Just yeah, yeah, 13 yeah. dudes traveling around, never even thought about it. No, just think about the Leviticus scripture. Right, but here's you know? the thing. Here's the deal. Me and you are going to fall out because once they come... You're going to not deny me three times before the rooster crows, which is definitely not a homosexual innuendo. Yeah, that's really just a Hank Jr. song. Three times before the rooster crows, I shed Jesus and my clothes. Me and the Lord had things to do. Let's take off our pants and screw. <laughs> I'm screwing on Saturday morning. Oh, you said Hank Jr. Yeah, he's always like, all right, listen up. USA, number one country in America, you fucking fruits. Listen to this ballad I wrote about the old red, white, and blue. Here it goes, Hank Williams Jr. Now I've been seeing a lot of bullshit that happened to our country. Everyone's denying Jesus Christ and saying words like funky. I don't like where these things come from, and you know it's true. My daddy was Hank Williams, and Jesus was a Jew. Beach nut. Put two. Spit it in this guy's fucking eyeball. Now, friends, shit starts to go wild for Jesus. It's a fast timeline, fast progression. Until now, we've just been healing six, arguing church people, having dinner, things of that nature. These guys go out to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus' plan here is to pray feverishly. He does it for three hours. And actually what he's doing away from his disciples talking directly to God, his father, and also part of him, which seems real weird. That's some schizophrenic shit. He's asking if this is definitely what God wants. He's kind of having a little bit of doubt. Now, Jesus never had doubt. That's what the Bible says. He was perfect. Remember, he got tempted by a sexy-ass Satan in the desert for 40 days. Satan offered him food. Satan offered him pussy. Satan offered him water. Satan offered him liquor. He turned it all down. All the good shit. Never even tempted. Yeah, meth. You know what I mean? What's better than meth in a desert? Method pussy in the desert. And he was turning them down left and right. I just hear the fucking on meth is so good. Man, meth sounds so cool, dude. Every time I think about meth, I don't really want to try it, but I just think about the culture and I love it. I yeah. love methamphetamine. I don't take Motorcycles, it. heavy metal. Yeah, man, fucking parties 24-7, never winding down, just having a ton of fucking fun. Now, here's the deal. He's praying to God, asking if he's sure. And the answer that he gets back apparently is yes, and he's going to go through with it. He decides, all right, this is it. I make my peace. Jesus wept, and he's going to go through with it. Now, Judas shows up and immediately kisses Jesus on the cheek. That's normal, but it's a code for these fucking centurions to come and snatch Jesus up. Now, Peter kept true to his word. He started to get in a fight with these centurions, and they cut his motherfucking ear off right away, and he backs down. It's like, all right, man, I guess that's it. And they all roll with Jesus. They take Jesus to the temple. And the high priest do an interrogation on Jesus, a heavy one. They start asking him about his disciples who are in the crowd. They're trying to find him, but they're kind of staying low-key, hidden. It's a thick crowd. You know what I mean? See, even though it's 2 in the morning, there's not shit to do. So anytime some shit pops off, everyone's there to see it happen. 
Jesus won't answer any of the questions. He doesn't want to talk to him. He already told them what he thinks. And then all of a sudden, the main priest starts asking Jesus direct questions. He's, he gets Jesus by saying, before the God of Abraham, answer this. Are you the living God? And Jesus is like, man, hell yeah. I've been telling you this shit. I will not lie in front of God. I am God. I am the great I am. That's the way it is. So shut the fuck up. You know what the priest does? He goes into a rage and rips his fucking clothes off like he's Ric Flair. Woo! I'm tired. Jesus, I'm a gold ring wearing, gold jewelry wearing, hog slaying, big pig having, robe shredding, son of a bitch. And you're not going to stand here before me, wheel and deal me. I'm ripping my clothes off. And that's what he does. And there's, then, there's there's actual recording of this on uh, the Dechristianized album of Vital Remains. It's the intro. There's a, a recording that happened way back in the day. That, yeah, sure. They, right. they, they, they the captured. lost files that they found for that record. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a great fucking sketch. It is good. Uh, so Jesus is now in hot water. I mean, the, the priest is pissed. This guy is directly telling him to his face he is God. That is blasphemy, and they start kicking his fucking ass. Jesus is never in hot water because he can walk on it, you idiot. Yeah, but he doesn't now. He gets the shit kicked out of him. You know what I'm saying? By fucking holy ass. people. How are you going to get beat up by a preacher? And I guess there's a bunch of them. And his disciples just sit there and let it happen. Someone tries to grab Peter and say, hey, hey, I've seen you before. You're a disciple. You're one of them. You're one of his men. You're one of Jesus' people. Is Jesus the son of God? And he's like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. I'm not Peter. Yeah. That's somebody else. Deny. That sounds like somebody denying some gay. When you try to grab deny Peter. Deny the cross. Yeah. <laughs> no, when don't you, grab my Peter. I'm not gay. No, yeah. Don't grab no Peter. <laughs> so uh, they start kicking Jesus' fucking ass. The priest asks the council that's there for a verdict. They say death. They want to put Jesus to death. Around 6 a.m., he has his second trial. That's the tradition in the Holy Church. You can't condemn someone to a verdict without... Uh, without having a second trial. So his second trial, they take Jesus, they move him to the second temple where the Holy Council is, and they basically don't ask him any questions. They just stamp a paper, which sends him to Pontius Pilate, who is the Roman official in town, which is who is actually in charge of everything, is Rome at this time. That's why the centurions arrested him. Rome is in control of Jerusalem. And Pontius Pilate is the direct representative to the area from Rome. So... The thing that happens here is that the holy congregation can, they have a, a legal system. They can charge you with a crime. They can sentence you to a punishment, but they can't condemn someone to death. Yeah. So they need someone else to do it. So they bring him before Pontius Pilate and they charge him instead of with blasphemy, treason against Rome. And what they're saying is that Jesus would not allow the church to pay Rome anymore if he took over. Now, Pontius Pilate doesn't give a shit about that. It's just a man, you know? And he's already beat up. He doesn't look hard. Jesus is hard. Let's give credit where credit's due. He is hard. Like, he takes... He's about to get his ass kicked, and he never quits. He's hard. Yeah. Tough-ass Jesus. So, around 7 a.m., Pontius Pilate decides that on the side of Rome... I'm literally reading Bible verses now. Um, they, they want him to legally murder him, basically. Now, Pilate questions jesus himself he, he asked the preachers to send jesus up to him instead of listening to all their bullshit and hearing from the crowd um 
Pilate asks where he came from, what he's doing. He discovers that Jesus is from Galilee, and he sends him to Herod Antipas, who is the triarch, which is basically the ruler of Galilee, and the son of Herod the Great. Now, if you know your Bible history, you'll remember that Herod the Great, when Jesus was born, heard that the Jewish Messiah had been born and sent off to have him killed. You guys remember this shit? Yep. So that is Herod the Great's son. And now he's supposed to judge Jesus. So Herod Jr. questions Jesus, and Jesus will not answer anything. So Herod and the soldiers mock Jesus. They put a, like a, a king's robe on him yeah. and a crown and start calling him king of the Jews, son of man, son of God, king of kings. And they basically say he's innocent. He didn't do shit. They just make fun of him and beat him up a little bit, and they send him back to Pilate. It's, all that took about two hours. And Pontius Pilate tells the, the religious leaders that have brought him before him that he and Herod find Jesus innocent. There's no reason to hold him anymore. He wants to release him. But because the crowds have been worked up into a frenzy by these religious people who are basically telling people if they let this blasphemy happen, they're all going to go to hell. This is blasphemy. And that's a big deal back then. You know, there's no TV. There's no media. It's just a fear of burning in hell forever. That's the number one driving force for most people. I mean, they're all poor. They're basically slaves. So your spirituality is, is king at this time. So uh, Pontius Pilate, being a smart man and a good man, tries to come up with like a pretty slick move and offers the crowd and the priests a, a solution to this. He says, okay, look, look, we only can hang three people at one time on a cross, yeah. all right? We can only torture this many people. Now, here's all the people we have. These murderers definitely have to get dealt with. This is a thief. His name is Barabbas. He's a real piece of shit. He steals shit. Breaks in, disgusting scoundrel. Now, we can take him and do what we should do with him and kill him. Or, we can hang this guy on a cross who's pretty much the most chill person here, period. And they let Barabbas go to kill Jesus, which is absurd. And so he's like, Jesus, man. Like, wow, the pilot can't win. He's trying to help Jesus out. And so then he's like, tells the soldiers, beat Jesus, scourge Jesus, don't kill him. So they take Jesus to where, you know, as every ancient culture, they've got a public place where they're so, again, there's nothing to do, so they're horny to watch someone just get mutilated. They love it. A spectacle. Bring someone down there and smack him around with whips, sticks, chains, like beat him to death, basically, and let the crowd watch. They love that shit. So the centurions... You know, that's basically like it's a stand-up comedy show, and they're the comic. They get to come out there and do their routine of smacking some poor guy from Galilee around, and they start whipping his ass with canes. They do that for a long time. until, And basically what, what they do for punishment is they smack you with canes until they break your will. So they'll keep hitting you as long as you resist the hits. You know what I mean? So they smash Jesus with canes for forever. They've been drawing blood. I mean, when I say canes, I mean like a stick. You know, like your grandma used to make you pick off a tree and smack you with a switch. And they were, you know, like drawing up huge welts on his back. And he falls to his knees. Well, well, what people don't understand is when when Jesus is getting switched and you hear this story, this is a test of your your sex drive. Like, you're not supposed to get a boner. If you do, it's blasphemous. Which I had a hard time as a kid when I heard this You get a blast, Peter? I get a fucking blasted Peter. I have such a hard... Hard from blasphemy? Such a hard time hearing this story. My dick gets so hard that I could put a... I could black your fucking eye with it. 
don't drink this much. <laughs> You're so dumb. So Jesus is is resisting this because when he falls down, the officials say that's enough. Satisfied. We're good. But Jesus, instead of kneeling and accepting his fate, stands up. And they can't believe it. They've never seen anybody withstand this much punishment. So now they break out the cat of nine tails. This gnarly mm. whip with sharp glass and broken bits of shit that just rips you to shreds on it. And they start whipping him with that. Same thing. They just mutilate his body. Whip him to shreds with this thing. And he will not wilt to it. He takes it all. They rip his entire body up. And their pilot comes in. And he's uh, uh, he's got his main soldier with him. And they're like, what the fuck? The order was to not kill this man. You guys have beaten him to death. Look at him. He's shredded. I said, punish him. Do not kill him. And look what you've done. And so they bring him back before the crowd. The crowd wants him dead more than anything. They have to see this man killed. And so Pilate, instead of fighting the crowd and getting a bad reputation and staking his entire foregoing opinion on the head of Jesus, letting him go and have everyone see that he's soft, that he doesn't agree with the people. He doesn't say that he approves of Jesus being killed, but he washes his hands of it, which is a symbol of, in those days, again, washing feet, washing hands. He's pure. He's just absolving himself of the situation. Like, if you guys want to kill Jesus, go ahead. But I think it's bullshit. So I wash my hands of it. It's on you. So that's what it is. They're going to crucify him. Now, crucifixion, if you don't know what it is because you didn't read the Bible or whatever, they take a tree. They make a cross out of it. Hence the symbol. I feel like everyone knows this, but just in case. Then they nail you. They nail both of your wrists. They cross your feet and nail a railroad spike looking thing through your ankles onto a piece of wood. And then they hang you from this until you die. Now, most people don't die of bleeding out because there's a nail in you. Most people don't, you don't just die from pain. They die of starvation days later while they're just hanging in the most agonizing pain possible. I mean, all your weight is being supported by nails that have been driven into some really vulnerable feeling places on your body. And he's already beat the shit. I mean, the other two guys that are going to be hung hung on the crosses next to him, there's going to be three dudes on this mountain, Golgotha, which is also known as Calvary, the place of the skull because it looks like a giant skull. So this is where they execute people. It's pretty fucking badass. You know what I mean? And so they take Simon of Cyrene um, and they take this other dude. No, Simon's his homie with leprosy. Then they take these two other dudes and they basically the last piece of humiliation is you have to carry your cross all the way from the town square to Golgotha where they're going to hang you up. Now, the other two dudes, they haven't been beat to shit. They're in good shape. So they can easily carry this giant piece of lumber that can support the weight of a man and also be put into the ground like a, like a post. And Jesus has been beat to shit. So he's trying his best to carry this cross. They make his homie Simon with the leprosy carry it after he's been doing it halfway. And all the while, Mary Magdalene's watching. Lazarus is watching. His fucking mom, Mary, is there watching this whole thing take place. And it's so gnarly that, like, Pilate's wife is, like, holding his mom and uh, giving his mom rags to clean up Jesus' blood with. And all these people are just so horny to watch this fucking nasty crucifixion happen to this fucking dude who's just basically saying that he is God. It's not that big of a deal, if you ask me, you know? Just a crazy asshole at, at worst. And so they make him carry the cross all the way up this hill. Uh, Simon carries it for him halfway, gets it up there, and then they crucify his ass, dude. They crucify all three of them, so he's got to go through on top of being tortured for hours, 
being nailed to this piece of lumber. They hang it up. All his weight's fully supported on it. The other two men are in excruciating pain along with Jesus. And uh, Jesus is up there dying, man, suffering. And again, you know, people are traveling to see this happen to Jesus. All the disciples are there. Um, and then the the day that they do it to Jesus from noon till 3 p.m., a darkness encovers the entire land. Like, not like a storm is brewing through, but like night. Like, there's no light at all. And Jesus tells his mother, Mary, to consider the apostle John to be her son. And he tells John to take care of Mary, his mother, like he was her son. And then at 3 p.m., God finally has contact with Jesus because Jesus is at the point where he can't take it anymore. And he yells out, Eli, Eli, lama sama katikan. And uh, so that was, some people, name, that was the name of the elephant. That yeah, was right. Correct. <laughs> okay. Some some of the people in the crowd think that he is calling out to the prophet Elijah, and uh, they they fucking clown his goofy ass because they bring around the other people water to drink, and that's the thing is that you die of starvation or you die of thirst, and they give him a drink and they give it to him, and it's fucking vinegar, dude. They just give him a, and he takes a big swig of it like he's getting water. Which he's been fine with because he's been trying ass and pussy. Yeah, true, for sure. That's true. Which is just like a douche, like a freshly douched box tastes like vinegar. But he gets a big swig of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, after that, they clown his ass again, um, and they thrust his spear into his sides. And when they do, instead of a bunch of fucking blood coming out, it's just like vinegar and piss and dust, you know, because he's fucking done. He's yeah. It's all over. Which is with. what he made, like, Adam out of. Yeah, ri- you right. Know, ribs. Rib dust and shit like that. Yeah. That was from a woman's rib, dude, because when, you know, come from, like a woman comes from a man's ribs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, ribs are delicious, and so is a woman's ass. That's the best way that's it's ever been put before. No, you're. I swear to God, dude. Hey, when this, if this doesn't work out, I'm starting a church, Fuck and him. I'm gonna make someone now. See, God came unto the Garden of Eden, and when He did, let me tell you, children, He did not make woman from man because the woman is weaker than man, as the enemy would have you perceive. It's a common misconception that. God, the Father, made women weak because they came as an aside of man. And when I say aside, I mean a side, a piece of the man's side. The rib came out of the man and it turned into the woman. But let I say to you this, taste you the finest Memphis dry rub barbecue rib. It's the best food in the entire history of the universe. And let me also say to you this, taste the ass of a woman. The ass of a woman is delicious like the rib from Memphis. Now, the rib from Memphis will fall off of the bone, but the ass of the woman will give you a bone. You understand what I'm saying to yeah. your church family? And now I'll tell you the glory of a woman, okay? Let me explain it to you like this. The key to getting into heaven is letting that yeast leaven. <laughs> times the services are posted oh my god at the dude. front door of goose hammers flavor town oh. and that's it for old jesus i mean that's a wrap on the christ saga you know he's fucking dead they've been making fun of him the whole time and now when they take jesus here like again the facts they all come from the bible okay so when i say the facts are i mean this is what the Bible says, you know what I'm saying? So going back when they're pulling Jesus off the cross, when they're looking back at this, the, here's some things to consider. Um, 
when Jesus was stabbed in the ribs, wine came out of his body. Whoa. Like it, it, I mean, it's vinegar, but it's like, it came from wine. You know what I mean? Um, when Jesus was on the cross, he asked for forgiveness of the people crucifying him. And everyone saw that happen. And one of the thieves that was hung next to Jesus converted to Christianity when he heard that, because he knows what Jesus is going through. And for him to be able to do that was a big ups for old JC. And I feel like everyone knows the story, but I don't think it's been covered like it was an actual murder before. Because if it happened, that's definitely what it was. They murdered this dude for not doing shit. And when they take him down, um, oh, what is wrong with me? Uh, so so Jesus is is already uh, broken. He's already dead. The crowd asked Pilate to break everyone's legs, the legs of the people that were crucified with Jesus. But they can't break Jesus' legs. He's dead. They try to break his legs for extra disrespect. Jesus' legs won't break. He's a cyborg. Yeah, correct. Uh, Just before sunset, Jesus allows Joseph of Arimathea, who's a rich member of the Sanhedrin, which is that holy order, to take the body of Jesus. Joseph and Nicodemus rack up his body with fine linen and a mixture of myrrh and aloes and bury him in a brand new tomb that Joseph has made himself for Jesus. And at sunset on the first day of unleavened bread, which is part of Passover. It's a holy day where no work is allowed. They went ahead and did this anyway, which basically is them fucking turning a blind eye to the religion that they had been going along with. Um, Thursday, the next day, the chief priests and the Pharisees who were like the, the, the um, deacons, like a church. If you're a Baptist, it's like a deacon in the church. They visit, they visit Pontius Pilate out of fear that Jesus's disciples will secretly steal his body and then claim he was risen from the dead. This is where it gets wonky because they already have the idea because the disciples have been saying that like, yo, it's whatever he's coming back. You know, like that's not the end of Jesus. He told us that he's going to come back and cleanse the world. The religious leaders request that Pilate uses troops to have the tomb secured. And so Pilate says, fuck that shit. Why don't you use your own guard? Like I'm done with this. I told you I washed my hands of it. And the, the tomb's in a garden. It's made secure with their guards. There's a giant stone that they put at the entrance of the tomb to steal it, and a guard is placed near it so that there's all there's 24-7 watch. You know, no one can get in. They, they don't want his disciples to steal it and then get everyone in town all stoked on Jesus again. Mary Magdalene, the mother of Jesus, um, I'm sorry, Magdalene, the mother of James and Salome, buy some fucking spices to prepare Jesus' body. That's the way it goes. You're put in there and, uh, like, almost mummified. Like, you know you know that we embalm people today. We use science. We fill them up with PCP yeah. and uh, bury them in the ground so they don't decay and rot at the funeral. It's kind of like what the Colombians do to a rotisserie chicken. Yes, yeah, just like that. It's so just good. Just cover and spice. Yeah, that's the best. That is the best. Chicken I've ever had is that Chicago rotisserie chicken. Shout out to uh, Roja... Roja Grill, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's shit's fucking good. good, dude. I'm, I can go into Chicago in May. Hey, if you're in Chicago, fuck with your boy. I'm going to be there from the 15th through the 20th. I'll post where my shows are at on Facebook. Come out. Let's talk about Jesus and Satan. You know what I mean? And let's break some Colombian bread because that shit is incredible. Yeah. I go there every time I go to Chicago. Just I don't care those... where I'm at. I'll go out of the fucking way to get there. It's yeah. so good, dude. It's, a, steamed, it's the best chicken. What is it, like steamed potatoes and fucking yeah, the chicken sauce. and bread the, and the, the salsa, salsa, dude? Oh, I'm getting so God. horny right now. Let me finish this before Bring I get all food boned. No, dude, that won't be good. I want it three days old. All right, <laughs> just like Jesus. So Mary, 
goes to, to prepare the body like she's supposed to. Um, and this is Saturday. Mary Magdalene and his mom check where Jesus is buried. And it's just before sunset. This motherfucker is resurrected from the dead. He spent three whole days and three whole nights, 72 hours from Wednesday to sunset Saturday in the tomb. Early in the morning, Jesus and the, um, I'm sorry, Mary Magdalene and the other women go to Jesus' tomb with the spices that they were going to get on his body. Then they arrive at the tomb. They see an angel that had moved the giant stone and it was sitting on top of the stone. The angel tells them to enter the tomb. In the tomb, they see a young man clothed in a white robe sitting to the right. And then the man says, gotcha. It ain't Jesus. It's your boy. And check it out. Jesus is gone. That's why and they he, couldn't break his goddamn legs because he's too goddamn strong. He yeah, can move that strong shit. Strong as hell, man. It was a bad motherfucker, that Jesus. Then he tells the women to go inform the disciples, especially denying ass Peter, Jesus is alive. Mary Magdalene runs to tell Peter and John what happened. Peter and John run to the tomb and see Jesus' linen cloth laying inside the tube in one place and the cloth that put over his head neatly folded. Magdalene is the first human to see Jesus alive after his resurrection, and he tells Mary not to touch him as he has not yet ascended to God the Father. So she, he can't get dirty whore germs on him before he goes to see God the Father. Now, he's not a human anymore. He's just an eternal being, and if he gets fucking cum on him, he's fucked. You know what I'm saying? So keep yeah. your goddamn whore hands off on me, Mary. Yeah. I know I washed your feet before and shit like that, but... Get your fucking jizz fingers away from me, okay? Yeah, Sometime <laughs> during the day, some Roman soldiers who guarded the tomb of Jesus go to the chief priests and report all that had happened because they saw that shit too. Blown the fuck away. The priests meet with the elders to decide what to do next. They decide to bribe the soldiers with a large sum of money and tell a ridiculous story about what they saw happen to the body because, again, they can't let people know that Jesus was telling the truth. It's going to ruin the whole thing. And then... The fucking temple in Jerusalem just breaks in half. All that shit. Because half of it's a church, and then the other half is on the shit where you you offer your sacrifices, and that gives you the ability to talk to God through this channel of sacrificing to a priest, and all that shit breaks away. So now you just have the regular church. This is the church. This is the steeple. Open that ass. Eat it, people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jesus is with the shit. I'm with it, man. And uh, now he's in heaven, and he reigns on high, and we await his return here on earth. He told everyone he's coming back. Haven't seen it yet. He says when the world is at its most wicked, we're living in a real piece of shit world right now, but Jesus remains unseen. So who knows how far we'll go, or Jesus will actually come back, but that is the entire story of the murder of Jesus Christ. I feel like we did a good job this week, buddy. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, this was good. I just want I just want people to know what love is. God I is love. I want to know what love is. God is love. And I want you to show me. By your heads. <laughs> and uh, no. uh, let's all let's all join hands, family. Come yeah, on, come, come on. on. Producer Mark, you gotta get in here. Lord, we have told your story to a mass of people. And I would just like to ask that you bless this podcast. That you bless Glenn Bitten of Deicide. Now, Lord, he did lie to us. Glenn Bitten of Deicide did say at the age of 33, the same age that your life was taken away from us, Lord, that he would in fact kill himself as a sacrifice to Satan. He did not. And I would like to ask forgiveness on your part, Glenn Bitten, for lying to us and wearing dad sneakers for the other 42 years he's been alive since then. Okay, Lord, bless this podcast, bless this house, bless our listeners, and most of all, bless Satan. Thank you guys for listening to Death Metal Dicks. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 